What are some other things that we need to be aware of so that we can age like a guru? The main thing is to become more mindful of how we're choosing to choose what we choose. I think that's number one. Mm -hmm. Number two is asking ourselves, what kind of day do I want? And who am I listening to that's either going to uplift me into that day or go further into decline and decrepitude? Mm -hmm. Who am I listening to? Well, there's so many, so many seniors I talk to that how they start their day and spend most of their day is they turn on the TV and they listen to the news all day. Yes. And I cannot imagine anything more depressing than sitting with the news blaring on the entire day. So it is like, what do you listen to that uplifts you? If you're spiritual or religious, listen to those things that, that make you more positive, that lift you up. But sitting in front of the TV the entire day with CNN or Fox News or one of those on all day, I, I can't imagine how that yeah. could be helpful at all. Yeah. Welcome to Aging in Style with me, Lori Williams. I'm an optimist by nature, and I believe you can follow your dreams at any age. My grandmother's journey with dementia ignited a passion in me to work with seniors. I've spent the past 13 years learning about seniors and aging. In my mid-50s, I followed my own dream and founded my company, where I use my expertise to help seniors locate housing and resources. On this podcast, we cover all aspects of aging. Join us each week to meet senior living experts and inspirational seniors who are following their dreams. The fact is, we're all aging, so why not do it in style? Hi, welcome to today's episode of Aging in Style. We have a great show on positive attitudes and aging, something we talk about a lot on this podcast. Today, we have Dr. Rosie Kuhn. She is a transformational coach and the principal of the Paradigm Shifts Coaching Group. She's a preeminent thought leader in the field of transformational coaching, coach training, and leadership development, and has been in the field of self-transformation for 40 years. Dr. Rosie has authored 14 books, including Aging Like a Guru, Who Me? And I absolutely love that title. So welcome, Dr. Rosie. Thank you, Laurie. Great. So tell us what brought you into the field of aging? How did you get interested in this? It has to do mostly that I'm aging. So that that has a lot to do with it. But a long time ago, when I was studying to be a therapist, I took a class called Aging in Old Age. And it was horrifying. (laughs) Uh, It was scary. And old people were scary to me because it was like, what do you do with them? They're just dying. You know, that was my orientation is there's nothing inside. They're just old, decrepit, declining people. So I I was a therapist uh, working in recovery. And this is the very short story. Uh, I started my PhD when I was 42. And I noticed a lot of people that were in my class. This was a I went to school at the Institute of Transpersonal Psychology, which is now Sophia University in the Bay Area, California. And I noticed a lot of people who were, especially women, who were studying and their second career, if you will, or maybe their third career. And it was like, I don't get why you're doing this at 50 or 60 or 70 even. Like, I don't get why you're doing this because you're just going to die anyway. I mean, that even at, at, all, at 42, I had that perspective. Well, that was like almost 30 years ago now. And uh, so as I'm aging, I am realizing that there's so much potential in me. And uh, I like uh, David Hawkins' work. He wrote Power Versus Force and many other books that were very, very helpful. 
But what he says is that because we are part of the universal source of all that is, that makes us 100% potentiality. And it was hard to get my head around that first because as a physical being that's dying, it's hard to see what, I don't know what he's talking about. But when I got that the person inside me, the being inside me is, is an eternal being, then and part of source, then I can go, wait, how am I limiting myself from being 100% potentiality? What am I doing that, that's constraining or limiting my expression in the world? And that has been really, really helpful to me personally, but also in terms of my clients or working with people, um, our senior center, because it helps me go, wait, I'm either declining or expanding. Basically, that's our, that's our choice. Mm-hmm. So that, that was a big part of what drives me to keep working in, in the field of aging. And, and all. it's because it's always, we're always aging, you know, mm-hmm. from the time where this little zygote to... <laughs> Exactly. Always aging. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's such a good point you make because it's our our physical bodies are aging, obviously, you know, and if we look at someone who's 80, we, in our society, we're just looking at them physically, but inside their spirit, their soul, who, who they are, that is not aging. And, you know, for me, and I've said this before in the podcast, I'm 57, but inside, I feel 25 or 30 and some days maybe even 19, but, yes, you know, yes. physically I'm not, but my mindset is that of a younger person. And I know so many seniors who, who feel this way. And, and I feel like that is the healthy way to age. If you inside feel like what you feel on the outside, that's the unhealthy, then you're kind of given up and going into a, a space that's not really healthy. Decline and decrepitude. I love that. Decline and decrepitude. Yes. So I'll be 70 in April. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people say I'm, I'm one of the youngest looking 70 year olds they've ever seen, which is really nice to hear, right? Yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, part of that is that my attitude, and we know this scientifically now, we know that our attitudes and our belief systems affects our physical being. It affects our physical well-being, but it also affects our cells. It affects our ability to heal ourselves. And um, we can think of the dis-ease that happens when we're anxious or upset or worried, or when we can be in ease when our body, and when we're in ease, and we know this scientifically, when we are at ease, our body is actually able to heal itself. So people who have a better attitude are actually going to be physically healthier mm-hmm. because they can be. And that's pretty much it. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty simple, but it's hard to practice because our consensus view of reality and you know, our culture says, hey, you're 70. That means you're, should, you should be sick or crazy or you know, dementia, or you should be in decline. You shouldn't, you know, all the shouldn'ts, all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And shoulds, you should slow down. You should, uh, take care of yourself. You should go see the doctor all the time. And all of those elements that, that start to create this level of, de- in, uh, of dependency. Ooh, I should go see a doctor just in case, as opposed to going, I mean, I, I truly believe in more alternative health and, and working with health practitioners that empower and support us to heal ourselves mm-hmm. to the degree that we can. And we've got medical doctors there when we can't, but mm-hmm. the more that we rely on our own abilities to bring thriving and fullness to our lives, that's the degree that to which we're going to be mm-hmm. fulfilled 
Yeah. And we can do so much for ourselves to stay healthy. I mean, because obviously as we age and our body's aging, there are going to be things that, that come up, you know, we may have to have a hip replacement. We may have, you know, there may be dementia. There's things that happen, but there are also so many ways that we can keep our body healthy with the way we eat by exercising. There's so many things. And we covered this a couple of weeks ago. We had um, an episode on brain fitness and it was, you know, five things you can do to keep your brain fit. And all of those things were actually heart healthy for you too. So keeping your brain and your heart. So, I mean, when I see, and, and I do see people who are, you know, 60 or they're retiring and they're just like, kind of like giving up. And that's a mindset because you don't, once you give up and, and your mind kind of goes there thinking, okay, now I'm going to get sick. I'm going to get this. It's kind of what I expect, what society expects, then it's going to happen. That's right. That's right. And um, as a coach, life coach, and the distinction is a lot of times people say, oh, you're a life coach. And it's like, no, I'm a life coach. Mm-hmm. So as we're in this process of being in these human bodies, we're having this process. We're processing constantly. Oh my God, who am I today? Who am I today? Who am I today? And this body is, you know, I've got an achy, achy joint right here today. Didn't have it yesterday, that kind of stuff. Oh, what's happening? You know, those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. But as a life coach, it's really important for me to stay in that process of what has people choose what they choose. Okay. So it's really great to have the information of here's the five things to do for brain health. And the bigger question is, is what is going to have people choose to do those things versus, yeah, that's great information. I think I'm going to go have some ice cream and chocolate cake. It's that ability to notice what we're choosing, mm-hmm. and the source of our choosing, right? Um, sometimes I feel a little out of connection with people because most people are in the declining decrepitude attitude. Mm-hmm. And it's I'm kind of not in that. And my sense of health and well-being and eating the right foods, it doesn't kind of fit with other people. So sometimes it's like, that's a little uncomfortable. So do I choose to eat ice cream and cake with my friends because that's what they're doing, even though I know it's not good for me? Or do I say, hey, you guys have that, I'm going to do this. There's that choice process that's going on for every single one of us. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of scary. And this is where we can either expand ourselves into health and well-being and vitality and thriving and, and fulfillment, or we can go, yeah, no, but they're not doing that. Or my doctor said it was okay to eat all that salt, or my doctor said I could eat <laughs> ice cream every day. It's like, how are we choosing what we choose? That's one of the big things in most of my books is how do you choose to choose what you choose? Mm-hmm. And that is so interesting because we, we all know, we all know we need to go walk at least 30 minutes a day. We need to do these things and we shouldn't be eating fried foods. We shouldn't be doing this on a regular basis. And still, for some reason, many times we choose to, because I guess it's our comfort zone. Is that what it is? Sure. Yeah. And, and to expand our comfort zone is uncomfortable, even if it's a a well-being thing. It's like, oh, um, I just got an inheritance. It's like, wow, that's really uncomfortable. I don't know how to do that that money thing. I don't know how to have that money, mm-hmm. you know. And we we do something because it's uncomfortable. We don't know how to go. Okay, just breathe and just take a moment and let's kind of talk about this, or let's get some support. Let's get a coach here or somebody that can support us through this. 
And this is uh, what I do all the time with people. And I, I ran, this is part of how I got to do this work and write the book is I ran a group at our local senior center. They asked me to, to have a workshop, a, you know, one day workshop, and it turned into a three-year, every other week meeting. Uh, and we called it Aging Like a Guru. And they loved having the support of my thinking, which a lot of times got them out of that fear-based declining decrepitude, but they also got to hear what other people are thinking and how they're making those choices. And most of them, it was so hard for them to stay in that alignment with their highest truth, their highest knowing. They kept going into the fear, but they they were able to support each other through that process, make some changes. But so my point is, is that as a life coach, I'm helping people, like we just said, choose Look at what their choices are mm-hmm. and why they're choosing that. And it's a lot of times like I'm afraid to be different or I, people say, I don't know how to do it any other way. It's like, totally get it. But that's not, so what? You don't know how to do it. Let's mm-hmm. learn another way. Yeah. You can change at any age. <laughs> you, can, you know, it's like, I want to dance, but I don't know the tango. It's like, well, stand up. Let's see what happens. Yeah. But I don't, it's like just the standing up mm-hmm. is, an, is a commitment. Okay. I had a person in Holland who was thinking about working with me. And I said, let's just make an appointment. She goes, oh, that's too scary. I don't know if I, if I don't know if I want to, it's like, I don't know if I want to learn the tango. It's like, I don't know if you want to learn the tango either, but let's get you just potentially standing up. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So I said, let's just make an appointment because that in itself was scary that was a comfort that was in her comfort zone, but pushing her comfort zone. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Let's just make an appointment and you can cancel the appointment. It's like, just stand up. If you want to dance, stand up and you can sit down because you're a choice, but this is the process. And so we don't have to think about thriving until you're 97. It's like, oh my God, that's too much. It's like, what's possible? Mm-hmm. Just stand up. <laughs> that's, exactly. That's choice. And it's like, yeah, okay, stand up. I'm going to go sit down again. It's like, okay. And my job is to empower people to hear and be with what is, whether it's scary or fearful or whatever it is, it's totally good. Yeah, but you know, it's going to get in the way. It's like, I get it. But if we don't say it's scary, you're just going to sit there and watch TV. Absolutely. And when I started this podcast, I didn't know what a podcast was. And uh-huh. had to ask my adult son, and he kind of laughed at me <laughs> and explained it. And I'm not a super technical person, but luckily knew someone who was. And even though it was scary, it's scary to put yourself out there. It's scary to learn the new technology. I'm just like, I'm just going to do it. And so I think it's so important when you push through that comfort zone, when you get on the other side of it, it's like, you're so proud. I'm so proud of myself. I'm like, I did it. And I think no matter what, if it's just to stand up and just to maybe learn a new dance move or just to even get up and go to a senior center, just to get out of your comfort zone. Yeah. It's going to be difficult in that moment, but once you do it and do it again and again, it gets easier and you're going to look back and be like, why was I scared to do that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I teach other younger people how to do podcasts now because I. That's awesome. And it's like, yeah, but I and I say to myself, yeah, but you're an old person. It's like, yeah, no, I, I've been doing this a long time, so I I have that. Yeah. But again, it's that place where we don't acknowledge what it takes to be human. Really, mm-hmm. 
we don't acknowledge all of the pressures from our children or from our doctors or from God or spiritual or religious, all these pressures that are on us to be something and do something. There's a book that I really recommend for everybody called Radical Remissions by Kelly Turner. And it's about uh, people who have um, had cancer Mm -hmm. and who heal themselves through cancer. And it's a lot of science in it, and it's great stories and really helpful. And it's not just, I mean, for me, it's not just about remission from cancer, healing, curing people, people curing themselves from cancer. It's like anything and everything. There's an attitude of what creates that ability. So I said to my daughter, who's 45, I said, I'm not going to go for chemo if I ever get, I'm like 70, right? So I'm not going to do that because I'm so honoring of the process of what, I mean, the truth of my work that I do in the world, that we have this capacity to be with ourselves in a way that can bring healing about. And I said, I probably won't do the chemo thing in the radiation and stuff like that. And it was really hard for her to hear because mm-hmm. it's like, well, I mean, and she said, I knew that about you, but then she's also still, I don't have cancer or anything, but it's still like, she wants me to think about it that way. Uh, the potential of going to, and I might, who knows if I ever got that far, but that ability to stand for ourselves and to empower ourselves, because this is what's true for me. That's huge. And we don't get how, we don't get it. We just like, oh, here's what the statistic says. Here, read the book. It's really great. It'll tell you how to do it. It'll tell you how to do it. 99% of how we do, you know, what we provide in terms of how we do it, people don't pay attention to it because, because they're choosing something else. It's like, yeah, I get I could do this, age like a guru. But yeah, no, it's too much. Mm-hmm. And so we disregard, disidentify, disempower ourselves from that ability to know ourselves through exactly what you said, through accomplishment. And that might be, how do I turn on this microphone, right? How do I, how do I hook this up to Zoom? How do I, it's like, I don't know, I'll just push a couple of buttons and yay, you know, yeah, that moment, figure it out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we don't give ourselves enough credit and we don't, because we're so used to all of this input, mm-hmm. is we don't listen to that inner, that tiny little voice, which can be a very big voice, but that tiny little voice yeah. within that goes, yeah, no, I could do this. I think also in society, we're telling people you're going to retire at 65 and then you don't have to do anything. You can sit down. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to do anything. I think that is a disservice. And one of my most favorite people, and he is a friend of mine, he is 97 years old. And I love what he says. He's a World War II veteran, like the coolest guy ever. He tells people, They'll come to him and they'll say, oh, Doug, I'm retiring. What should I do? And he says, whatever you do, don't sit down. And he's a little abrupt. He says, if you sit down, you're going to die. That's right. You've got to get moving. You've got to volunteer. You've got to find some purpose. And so, Doug, I've actually had him on my podcast. So, I'll have to put a link to his um, podcast because he's amazing. But when he was in his 70s, his wife had cancer. And so he was staying home. He was her caregiver, and he's a very busy, got to you know, got to keep doing stuff kind of guy. So he decided in his seventies he's going to teach himself how to rebuild computers. So he starts doing that, and I think he's rebuilt 
like a thousand computers by this point. It's it's a huge, huge amount. And so people will donate old laptops and computers and stuff. He refurbishes them and then he donates them to veterans and to um, children, girls and boys clubs. And I'm just like, how amazing at 97 to yep. still be doing this. It just shows you if you have the right mindset and you're willing to put yourself out there and try something new, not say, oh, I can't do that. Just try it. Get out of your way. Get out of your comfort zone. That's right. My dad uh, was a, an MD in you know, mm-hmm. World War II that and all those kinds of things. He was an MD in Detroit. He lived to 91 and he actually was practicing medicine until probably eight months. I'll say six months because that's really closer to the truth from when he died. He was vital. It was important for him to work and serve. He had a house in Detroit and a house in Florida. And so mm-hmm. every week he would go, Wednesdays, he'd fly down to Florida. And my mom died four years before that. I mean, before he died, I think four years. So every week he'd go fly down to, to Florida, fly back to Detroit every week. And it gave him the sense of connection. And so it gave him that sense of purpose and fulfillment. He, he was tied with life. So my dad was vital and happy he what was fun for him what was it what what was what important if it's mm-hmm. fun i'm going to do it and um and he was a great role model for me and that was he's one of those people and he he would say every day is the best day you know it just gets mm-hmm. better and better and it's like i don't know how that's possible because he's in decline and decrepitude in my mind uh-huh. but in his attitude and his way of seeing the world it was just getting better and better so see and yeah, and he said this is the best day ever, and he's in his nineties saying that. Whereas, you know, some people I talk to, and I hate to say this, but it's probably more people are. Oh, it's a bad day. I mean, I I am aching everywhere. It's it just stinks to get old. And that just to me, if you keep that attitude, whatever you say to yourself, it's going to become. If you say, this is the best day ever, I'm going to accomplish this, I'm doing this, then that's what what's going to happen for you. And to me, it's like, I don't know why it's hard for some people to understand that. It's our culture that continues to enculturate that. Okay. Uh, there are people in our 40s who are, you know, they're having a mind blip mm-hmm. and they go, oh, it's because I'm aging. It's not because you're aging. Mm-mm. Get over that. You know, yeah. or my, my joints are aching. It's because I'm getting old. It's not because you're getting old. It's not because you're aging. And we do that to ourselves. And that creates that decline mm-hmm. because we do that to ourselves. And or it's, you know, my mother, when she was 57, started having and it's like, oh, I'm going to start. It's, it's like, that's not true. Mm-hmm. We make that. Up. We can change our genetics. Mm-hmm. Science has proved that. We can change whatever we choose to change. Exactly. Science has proved that. Um, and, and people can go, and I would myself probably say, oh, yeah, that's for them because mm-hmm. they had ABC or they had a better dad or they had a better house or they had a better whatever. It's like, yeah, no, we all have the capacity to be the fullest potential. Mm-hmm. And we all have the capacity to dim our lights, put that dimmer switch on and dim, 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 and, and leave. We all have that capacity to choose. And I'm not saying, hey, 
go for the gusto, you know, age like a guru. It's like, <laughs> yeah, no, I, whatever we're in, we're aging like a guru because we have to be the only thing element of the aging like a guru is how conscious are we to the choices we're making? Absolutely. That's key. Being who's meditating and oming it's how conscious are you and how conscious are you willing to be to the choices that you're making? How conscious are you to how you be with your fears or mm-hmm. your attitudes? How conscious are you and how conscious are you willing to bring yourself to? I have some friends who, great people, but he doesn't want to. I mean, I've been friends with him for like 10 years. He doesn't want to shift mm-hmm. his attitudes. I think that is, that's huge right there that you said conscious, because I think a lot of people go around just kind of taking in what society is telling us, right? There's, okay, you're 70, you can't ski anymore, you can't do this. And so you're just accepting that unconsciously, right? And so, but what you're saying with aging like a guru, you need to like stop and think, why can't I ski at 70? If I want to ski, I'm going to ski. That's right. That's right. It's that choice making. And um, more and more, whether it's coaching or therapy or whatever, we're becoming more, we're honing in on this. What are you choosing? Mm -hmm. Or how are you being in this choice right now? People, oh, I'm going to, it's like, okay, how are you being in that choice? Uh, Grumpy, resistant, frustrated. Okay, great. Let's for the moment, imagine you making a different choice. That choice will be um, going out in the sunshine. Okay. What's it feel Mm -hmm. like making that choice? Oh, their body kind of straightens up. They kind of feel a little, their eyes kind of open. There's a little more light coming out. It's like, how are you being in any choice that you're making? Well, I think I'll have a peanut butter and banana sandwich for breakfast. Okay. How's that feel right now when you say that? And it's comfort food, but it doesn't feel like a yum. I mean, like a a lightening up. What would make you feel that way? Oh, having whatever that is. We'll say eggs, whatever. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, that feels better. Okay, great. You know the difference. We know the difference. Every single moment, every single thought, we mm-hmm. know the difference. But the degree to which we bring consciousness to it and awareness and go, oh, man, I just, I just was going to eat that banana, peanut butter, banana sandwich, and I stopped myself because I don't want to feel that way. Or ice cream. Mm-hmm. When I eat ice cream, my body goes, yeah, I love <laughs> ice cream. I love ice cream. Me I too. But yeah. when I eat it. My body goes, you know, it just kind of like shrivels up. It's like, yeah, I don't want to do that to my body because I don't exactly. Like so I make the choice. Mm-hmm. I'm the same way. Like, so if I eat ice cream, I know I'm going to regret it because I'm lactose intolerant. So every now and then I will have ice cream, but you know, I, I won't eat much of it because the whole I'm thinking I'm being conscious here that I am going to feel awful if I yeah. eat more than like one little scoop. So. Exactly. Yeah, so I totally get what you're saying. So, you know, I'll have a little glass of wine, you know, on occasion because I want it. So it's not like it's like a terrible, horrible thing if we have these things. It's like, how are you feeling when you have that? What's Mm -hmm. the quality of the experience? I ask that question to every single one of my clients. What's the quality of the experience when you're doing that Mm -hmm. versus doing something else? And they know the difference when I eat that ice cream or when I um, have that beer, you know, I feel bloated or I feel sick or I feel mm-hmm. it's like, okay, great. So what, what has you keep choosing the beer? Yeah. Well, my father used to drink a beer every night before he went, you know, it's like, okay, that was your dad. 
you know, how is that in all of these choice making processes that we go and we're all intelligent, you know, you know mm-hmm. that, Lori, because you mm-hmm. talk to a lot of people. Yeah. But the, we're so much more intelligent than we allow ourselves. We have so much more capacity for mm-hmm. wisdom. But we go, oh, that's how it's been. So that's how I'm going to keep doing it. Like, that's not wisdom. That's yeah. just habits, you know. We're like on, cru- like on cruise control, right? Just kind right. of just going yep. through. Mm-hmm. Or everybody else does it. I'm going to do it too. It's like, okay. Exactly. Yeah. I, I totally support and empower, you know, I, I empower you to empower yourself to make the choices you make. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell you yeah. not to. I'm just going to say, how do you feel when you do that? Absolutely. What are some other things that we need to be aware of so that we can age like a guru? The main thing is to become more mindful of how we're choosing to choose what we choose. I think that's number one. Mm-hmm. Number two is asking ourselves, what kind of day do I want? And who am I listening to that's either going to uplift me into that day or go further into decline and decrepitude? Mm-hmm. Who am I listening to? Well, there's so many, so many seniors I talk to um, that how they start they day, their day and spend most of their day is they turn on the TV and they listen to the news all day. Yes. And I cannot imagine anything more depressing than sitting with the news blaring on the entire day. So it is like, what do you listen to that uplifts you? If you're, you know, spiritual or religious, listen to those things that that make you more positive, that lift you up. But sitting in front of the TV the entire day with CNN or Fox News or one of those on all day, I, I can't imagine how that yeah. could be helpful at all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And again, there's a you know, what's really true. So I'll, I'll just say the big S word. Mm-hmm. Um, what's true is most of us are killing ourselves. We're in, in some level of suicide, the, the mm-hmm. slowest, slowest, lowest form of suicide when we are doing something other than the uplifting of our, of our spirit. And it's re- very sad the degree to which that's been enculturated into us. We don't even know it, right? But we just assume, I just what's the point? You know, it's like when I was looking at age, aging people before, what's the point? So, a lot of people still have that attitude. Like, I'm, I have no purpose. I have no meaning. I have no connection with peop- other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, those are the th- three things that are really important to our, our psyche, no matter how old we are, is what's the degree of value you experience of yourself in the world and that means painting this picture. Again, you can't, the, your viewers can't see it. Mm-hmm. But this is a, a sense of a, not only just accomplishment, but delight. I paint, I'm showing Lori this little painting of uh, two gnomes in their Easter bunny outfits. They're little. It's adorable. Uh, yeah. That gives me delight. Mm-hmm. And so doing things that are, are providing delight, uh, doing things that provide a sense of heartfulness. But again, we have to get out of our way. Sometimes we have to get out of our own way to start those things. Like you said, be of service to somebody or to um, engage with animals, you know, at the animal Mm -hmm. show. Absolutely. Okay. So my point is purpose and the purpose is growing ourselves. You know, we can say my purpose is serving lunches at the high school, Uh, but the purpose is what's the fulfillment that comes through that activity. So we're in the sense of always fulfilling a sense of that need to feel purposeful. Um, The second thing is the sense of value of our own life, the valuing of our own life. This is in uh, uh, Kelly Turner's book. It's like people who who heal themselves of cancer, cure themselves of cancer, 
have a very uh, have a value of their life. My value, my my life means something to mm-hmm. me that I will honor that life. I will honor this life. So different. We go. What do you mean? Right? It's like snap out of it. Yeah. As opposed to just letting it slide slip away. Do you feel like, and um, this just kind of occurred to me, in our society, people do not value older people, and which I mean, I am wanting to change that. That's something that's important to me. That needs to be changed because, you know, I know my friends, I've always loved seniors, uh, you know, older people, and I've always like, you know, connected. And some of my best friends have been in their eighties and it's like, you know, other ones of my friends that are my age are like, I don't get it. I'm like, they're just like us. They're just, it's just their body. And so I feel like our society does not value people as they age. There's a lot of ageism out there and, and then I feel like, you know, seniors take that in internally that I have no value because, you know, I'm 80 years old. I'm not working still. I don't have value. Is that kind of what you see also? Yes. And I don't see it. It's the responsibility of the younger people. Mm-hmm. I think it's the responsibility of us who are aging, who are all of us, but those of us who are in our 50s or 60s or 70s or 80s, it's our responsibility to be the role model, if you will, or the poster child for for vitality versus absolutely fine. And because it's in essence, it's from my perspective, it's um, a smaller proportion of the the aging people who are getting the decline, who are living the decline message. Then it's very challenging to see it any other way. Mm-hmm. I did a, a a master's degree in social work whenever I did that, my 30s. And um, I did my thesis on healthcare system where there's dementia. So the, the nurses and support people for in centers where there's dementia happening. And basically the research showed that so much of the attitudes and the perspective of the healthcare people was influencing the degree to which a person felt like they were declining. Mm-hmm. And so that in itself is like, what's the attitude of the people that are supporting people who are seniors? And if it's like, oh, they're going to be in decline and we better give them and create that dependency and support the decline versus support the enlivening, that's mm-hmm. what's going to happen. And so, you know, you are an advocate for vitality and fulfillment in every human spirit, no matter what the age is. Mm-hmm. And the more that your message gets out there, my message gets out there, the more that we live in that, we become the poster children of that. My brother, who's, I think he's five years older than me. So he's going to be 75 or 76. He uh, has been doing triathlons for years. He just retired last year with the COVID and all that stuff. But, you know, this guy was, you know, biking, I don't know, hundred miles running a marathon and uh, swimming. It's like in the senior triathlon. I think it's a triathlon. I think that's what it's not the Ironman, but the sort of, but anyway, it was like that guy, that guy is like, he's always had that kind of attitude. He's always had that kind of vitality in that can do. uh, And, and that's just part of who he is and will always Mm -hmm. be part of that. I don't have it quite to that degree. I have my own and everybody has their own, but sometimes we have to cultivate it in ourselves rather than saying, oh, no, that's not me. 
There's a, a woman I know, and I can't remember her name, which I could, but she started doing triathlons um, when she was, or Ironman, actually, I think it was, when she was 64, 65, and I think 69, I'll say now. She's still doing it, but she didn't start. She was like, ah, you know, ah, and she was just got, got herself a physical trainer and, and started training to do mm-hmm. these things because she wanted to. Yeah. And I went horseback riding on a, on a week-long wilderness adventure, camping, tenting for a week. And it was like, I've never done anything like that before in terms of here I am an old person, <laughs> 69, but I didn't have any problems at all, you know, just in terms yeah. of the vitality and the intention, I want to do this. And so we can do whatever. And, and, you know, I say these things and it's like, yeah, and somebody's going to go, yeah, but you're, you know, and they justify mm-hmm. why they're not doing it. But, you know, the other thing, say someone maybe physically they can't, you know, they could have some physical issues, but that doesn't mean you can't maybe learn a new language or you can't paint or you can't knit. You know, there are things that you can do, you know, and maybe certain things aren't going to appeal to you. Like I interviewed this really super fun lady a while back and she's 81 and she skydives. She's a skydiving group. Of all women oh, who are seniors oh, who skydive, oh, <laughs> she was, I mean, amazing. And she invited me to skydive and I said, thank you, but no, because I have a fear of heights. So skydiving is not going to be my thing, but there are other things that appeal to me that may be out of my comfort zone, but you know what? I'm going to push myself and do it. And that's, that's everyone has something. That's right. That's right. Everyone has the, oh, I would like to do more of that, but... Mm-hmm. Um, I have this on YouTube, uh, and I can give you the link. Okay, great. Um, I have this uh, boot camp. It's called Inward Bound Boot Camp for Self Transformation, and it's twenty videos that are ten minutes each. Okay, so very short, um, and it's about this process of how do we learn these fundamental skills of shifting and changing ourselves to having a great life, or even having a better life, or having a different life, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, in a lot of these podcasts is like, oh, you can have a great life. You can have a beautiful. It's like, how about we just go from here, incremental step one to incremental step one and a half, right? Mm-hmm. So step one in this 20 videos is what do you want? What is it you want? And this is the four questions I ask every, my clients, what do you want? What's in the way? What, what needs to shift to get that out of the way and what will you practice? So those are the four questions. So day one is really talking about for 10 minutes, how do you know what you want? What is it you want? I want to have a better day. Okay, great. Day two is the yes, buts, if onlys, and what ifs. I want a better day, but what if... Okay. Now I want a better day becomes like you just lose sight of what I want a better day. And now you're in the what ifs, if onlys and the, and we, we get caught in the if onlys and the yes, buts. And, and like I said, we just lose sight of that. Here's what I want. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a, it's a constant battle with ourselves to, to do that. And we have to stay the, the, the practice in a sense is to go, here's what I want. And the yes, but comes in and you go, yeah, no, no, no. I'm not going to listen to the yes, but, or if onlys or what ifs, you know, what if I get independent and what if I fall down? It's like, well, let's get you independent, 
and see what happens. And you can mm-hmm. make a decision over the way. But we go, oh, yeah, I'm going to be skydiving. You know, if I get independent, I'm going to go skydiving. I hate skydiving. It's like, no, 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 no. If you get independent, you could be more at choice and fulfill those choices, whatever that is. When I was mm-hmm. uh, starting my PhD and I lived in Nova Scotia, and then I moved, had to move to California to do my PhD. And it was like, I drove with my little Volkswagen Golf and driving across. And it's like, what if I don't get there? What if, you know, something bad happens? What if? And it was like, we'll see. We'll see what happens. So I drove from Nova Scotia and Detroit, where my parents live, and things went smooth. Went to Niles, Michigan, where my sister lived, went smooth, and just kept every little incremental step was another step. That's all there was. And it's mm-hmm. like, what if in, in Wyoming, I want to take a, a turn north and just keep going? Let's see what happens, right? So yeah, we don't yeah. have to be attached to, I'm going to dance and have to learn the tango and I'm going to fall down and I'm going to break my hip. Right? We do that. As <laughs> Hey, you want to learn the tango? Let's stand up, see what happens. What What is it like standing up? Holy cow, that is huge. Honest to God, I'm not making that up. It's huge for people to go, I want to learn the tango. Okay, let's stand up. Mm-hmm. It's scary. Yeah, It's scary to live into our fulfillment. Mm-hmm. And right, so people, it sounds like they just, and then I'm guilty of this too. I'm sure we all are that you have this idea and then you overthink it into all these things could happen, and then I'm just not going to do it. (laughs) But we have to just get up and just kind of, like you said, push those thoughts out of our mind and do one step at a time until there you are tangoing. (laughs) That's right. Or foxtrotting or waltzing. You know, it doesn't, it's, yeah, no, that tango thing is not actually working for me, but I like the idea of the box step with the foxtrot or whatever. It's like, okay, great. Let's go do that. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be attached to and make that I'm gripping and, you know, grasping. It's like, yeah, no, let's just see what hap- what it's like being you standing up. Mm-hmm. Let's see what it's like for you to put your tennis shoes on. Let's see mm-hmm. what it's like to get the yoga mat out. I've got a yoga mat sitting here just gathering dust, right? And, and mm-hmm. I go, what, what would it be like to get that out? Yeah, no. <laughs> I'd rather get my walking shoes on and then go outside and walk. Okay. That's yeah. what makes me happy. Exactly. So, so it's really, mm-hmm. it's really, you know, um, like you're saying, it's where's that fulfillment and the sense of accomplishment? I'm going to stand up. Excellent. And honest to God, I'm not trying to minimize this, but to say, that's awesome. You just stood up. What's that like for you in this moment? Mm-hmm. And people will justify and go, oh, it's no big deal. I just stood up. You know, but you did it. Not- you could have stayed sitting but you stood up. <laughs> That's right. And we don't make any, it's just like you stood up. What's that like standing up? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel a little scared. Absolutely. Great. What would mm-hmm. you like to do in this moment as you're standing up here? I'm not sure. Okay. I'll stand here with you. Let's see what shows up. Literally. I'm talking literally doing this mm-hmm. with people. What's wow. showing up? I think I'd like to go get a glass of water in the kitchen. Excellent. I'll walk with you. Mm-hmm. I think this is huge. I mean, because we tell people all the time, change your mindset, be happy, do this. Well, I mean, it's super easy to just say those words, but I love what you're saying that it's incremental steps to do that. And it's just making that choice 
to stand up, to put on your tennis shoes, like you said, just to each, just continue making those steps. You're not just saying, get up and go for a walk. I mean, there's all those steps involved that you have to make that choice. Oh my God. You know, and I, and I, my, I live on the side of a mountain and it's all rocky. It's, you know, unless I stay on the, my dog, Gracie loves to go in the woods mm-hmm. and it's like, you're getting older now. And so if we go in the woods, let's take our cell phone. So if we fall down, we'll be able to, you know, that kind of thing. So it's like, okay, I'll do that just to stay mm-hmm. a little bit, but I'm still going to go walking in the woods and trip over rocks and things like that because mm-hmm. I'm okay. Yeah. But if, if I, those, yes, those, so coming back to the point that we're just making those incremental steps are fundamental. It's all that matters. It's mm-hmm. all that matters. The goal is, in a sense, it's they say the journey is the destination, right? The journey over that it's not the destination, it's the journey. And it's in essence, it's true, but it's like, and Lao Tzu says, you know, the, the journey starts with of a thousand miles, starts with one step. And I'm just using all these different references. Alcohol Anonymous is like one day at a time. Mm-hmm. And if we get a Ahead of ourselves, get overwhelmed, and we just go back to drinking, or we go back to watching the news, or we go back to the way it was, go back to sleep. And if we go, okay, just for this moment, just experiment, stand up, just just as an experiment. And I say this to my clients all the time, whether it's standing up or the imagining of something that that's scary. Just let's imagine it for a minute, for one minute. Excuse me, one minute. And when it's over, you can go back to how it was. But we're exercising the muscles of that experience. That's mm-hmm. it. Oh, yeah. I stood up. Excellent. Now That's what you huge. Do? What I really want to do is sit down again. Okay, great. I totally get that. <laughs> but you stood up. <laughs> standing up, is there another possibility besides sitting down? Mm-hmm. You can sit down and I'm totally supporting you of sitting down because I'm totally empowering people to make the choice consciously. Mm-hmm. So those, the key to aging like a guru is making the conscious thought, getting it and, and thinking about what you're doing, making it conscious, coming out from the unconscious, just listening to what society is telling you, and then just to make that first step. That's right. Okay. That's, That's excellent. Right. That's right. And do the wahoo, you know, mm-hmm. wahoo, I just stood up. Wahoo. I just yeah. picked up a book that I didn't, you know, I was afraid to look at, or mm-hmm. I called my health practitioner and I was afraid to do that. It's like, I did, you know, mm-hmm. I come or I, um, I uh, called social security to make that blah, 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 you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so celebrate, celebrate those things that you do. I mean, even yeah, if it's you just stood up or whatever, celebrate it. So, I mean, I, I'm, I work with a woman who's 47 and, and, and she's going, yeah, why should I celebrate that? That's a normal activity for everybody. It's like, you believe it's normal, but it's not. Mm-hmm. It's a big deal for every single one of us, the way that we work through our lives. Mm-hmm. And um, if we don't celebrate our accomplishments and people, uh, and sometimes I'll say um, people, oh, I just, you know, whatever. And I go, do you put your socks on? Yeah. Do you put your underwear on in going in the right direction? And they'll look at me like, you're stupid. (laughs) It's like, those are major accomplishments for some people. They are. Absolutely. And so we have to honor and be grateful for those capacities Mm -hmm. rather than, so what if I can stand up? Like, so what? It's like, okay, 
let's look at this a little differently. So that yeah. consciousness of how we are inside our lives is just so important. This is wonderful. Such great information, Dr. Rosie. I'm so glad to have you on the show. And I could talk to you all day, literally. (laughs) It is. It's such great information. And I just, I hope people listen to it and, and really take it in. I mean, it makes perfect sense to me, everything that you're saying. And it's, um, you know, information that we've tried to share, but I really feel like um, the way that you're explaining it makes a lot of sense. And I, I'm hoping this will help people to um, to get up, to stand up and try something new. Yeah. And being, I'm, I'm officially almost 70, I'll be 70 in April. You know, I'm, ta- I'm walking my own talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you ask the question of who's my role model, I'm basically my role model because yeah. I'm doing what's really difficult and scary and I'm doing it because I love this being. I love this honoring this body. I'm honoring mm-hmm. this physical. Does that mean I'm perfect at it? Hell no. Do I want to binge on Netflix? Hell yes. Those kinds of things. It's like it's I'm, I'm a human being and I'm going through this experience and this process of aging and working it out on my own and um, really encouraging and empowering people to empower themselves to, to see what kind of life they want, truly. A lot of people start developing a relationship with their spiritual self in their aging years, partly because they have time to do that, and partly because it's like, what else is there? Like, there's got to be something else. This is not fulfilling. I got to find meaning. Um, I do these podcasts, um, live podcasts on uh, YouTube, not podcasts, but YouTube lives. And right now, I'm, I've been talking about spirituality and everything, basically. So that's on, on YouTube that you can find those, any, any of my podcasts, that's where I'm at podcasts and video vlog, whatever you want to call them. Okay, a lot of great. information there as well. We'll as put a link to all of that and to your books too. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I just, I love everything that you shared and really it's, it's information that makes me think too. And um, I hope that, um, It'll get across to our audience. I hope someone will just, at least one person will just go, you know what? I'm going to go learn to paint today, or I'm just going to get up off this couch and take a walk, you know, just whatever. I just hope it inspires someone. Me too. Me too. Well, thank you so much for being on. You're welcome. Okay, guys, thanks for listening. We will have all of Dr. Rosie's information available to you where you can go listen to her YouTube videos, find her books, everything you'd like information on. And as always, thank you so much for listening to the show and please share it with your friends. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. 